Hi everyone, and welcome to the 128th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with you today. Today is a very special episode because it's going to be a question special. Uh, you can thank uh, Square Enix for not releasing enough news. Uh, or or any any news. There is no news. Uh, so, moving along. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. So, for this episode, as I said before, it's a question special, so uh, the only segment will be questions from you. In the way of announcements, as always, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We've got Barry Norton, who is at Norchon Zero. We have Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine. Christian Burge, Joe Tremonti, who is at JC Tremonti, Louis James, Satria Jaja Zudarma, who is at Satria625 Rubin, Chris Morales, Brian McArdle, who is at DarthBrain92, Eric Decker, who is at Chaco Taco, Harley Crawley, who is at DarkZT Okami, Jonathan Gonzalez, who is at Oh It's Just Johnny, Josh McNabb, who is at J2K9, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who is at Massacre23, Tyson Wildman, who is at Ty Wildman1, William Trengrove, who is at Varnish the Azure, Zach Duranto, who is at ZDuranto58, Billy Jackson, who is at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews, who is at Dreamster73, John McRae, Joseph Robertson, who is at Pokemon Trainer J, Keith Field, at, who is at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Mike Shirley Donnelly, who is at Curious Quail, Mohamed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez, who is at Nick underscore Knack 95, Rachel Casterton, who is at Orba Yun Ray, Winkle the Bernie Bro, who is per- Perry Ramstad, who is at the underscore Bernie underscore Bro, Vita Nitas, who is at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter, who is at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone, who is at Apes Type Novels. And finally, be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So, speaking of which, let's move on to the questions. Uh, which, again, you know, if you want to be a part of a, a, a future question segment, khuquestions at gmail.com, that's the place to go. Send us a bunch of questions, because <laughs> I basically scraped through all the uh, remaining ones that I could uh, find, uh, well, in a reasonable time. I don't know if there's like some extra question buried in an email that we partially get gleaned from, but please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Send us a whole bunch. So our first question comes from Pickle Chew. And Pickle Chew asks, with Final Fantasy XV's recent Gamescom announcements, it's got me thinking. What do you think about the likelihood of Kingdom Hearts 3 or any Kingdom Hearts game releasing on PC? And what about a mobile reimagining of Kingdom Hearts? So just to get people caught up to speed on the recent Final Fantasy XV announcements from Gamescom, the two biggest ones were uh, Final Fantasy XV is coming to PC. Uh, and actually, uh, it's coming out on like a whole bunch of stores on PC. It's going to be out on the... Uh, Microsoft Store, 
Steam and Origin, which that one's kind of a weird one. Because uh, Origin, they so so Origin is uh, EA Electronic Arts. That's their uh, you know PC storefront, and they do have third party support also. But it's usually, from from my understanding, it's usually just EA games that are on there. Uh, so I, I found that kind of surprising uh, and interesting. Actually, uh, it's not the first time uh, you know EA has, and Square have had collabs in the past. Uh, especially if you go back and look at the uh, in the PlayStation generation, you'll see a lot of their games start out with you know one of the titles is Square Electronic Arts, and that's like them trying to you know get things going so they can publish on the PlayStation. So that, that that's kind of interesting to see that they're uh, helping out to get them published on PC. Well, they're one of three uh, places you can buy the game on PC. So that's exciting. I'm super excited for Final Fantasy 15 on PC. They got mod support. Uh, it looks super pretty. Um, they they backed off the high dive a little bit. You know, if you look back in March, they had like this tech showcase going on, and they showed off um, this really cool global illumination technology. Uh, global illumination is basically uh, a, a fancy umbrella term for a bunch of technologies that simulate the way light bounces in a scene. Basically, if you go online, Google uh, real-time global illumination, you'll see some really cool tech demos of of uh, games that use it, and you can see how much richer the lighting in the scene looks. Uh, I would say a really good example uh, is of, or at least one that relates very closely to Final Fantasy XV, is uh, there was going to be a game called Fable Legends. Uh, it was going to be some sort of like MOBA game that was like a spinoff of Fable. Uh, it inevitably, unfortunately, got canceled. Um, and uh, they actually developed in Unreal Engine 4 a, uh, a global illumination system uh, called LPV, Light Propagation Volumes. And uh, they combined it with the skylighting system that was already built in with Unreal Engine 4. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 uses a very similar lighting system to skylighting. So if you just Google uh, Fable Legends Global Illumination, you'll see this like really very straightforward breakdown. They show a picture of what this what a scene looks like with just direct lighting, meaning zero bounce whatsoever. Then they show a scene with just skylighting, and that's uh, what you would normally see in Final Fantasy 15 is like something that's pretty much just uh, getting light that's reflected from the sky. And then they show uh, light propagation volumes plus skylighting plus direct lighting. And that just looks mwah, beautiful. So good. Almost looks like a, like a Pixar movie. Now, Brandon, what about Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, I know. I'm, I'm getting back. Does Kingdom Hearts have global illumination? Yes, it does. But uh, Kingdom Hearts global illumination is baked. Uh, baked, uh, which basically means that they pre-calculated what the global illumination is supposed to look like, and they saved it to a texture. So it's global illumination, but it's static. It cannot change. Now, it doesn't need to change in Kingdom Hearts because there's no time of day changing. 
You know, it's not an open world game. You know, every area that you go to, it will stay the time of day that it is. That's not saying that you can't have a scene at night. It just means that if you want to have a scene at night, that means you have to rebake all of the lighting for the scene and basically have a different copy of the level that is the nighttime version of the level that has the nighttime version of the lighting scenario. So, you know, if these were like files in the Kingdom Hearts, you know, uh, you know, Blu-ray disc, you know, one of the files would be like uh, Mount Olympus section A underscore daytime. And then there would be Mount Olympus section A underscore nighttime. And, and those would be the two versions. And, you know, depending on, you know, where the story is, uh, when you go to that area, it might request in the game to load the nighttime version or the daytime version. So that's that's one way they could handle, you know, having two versions of a level and the only difference being the, uh, you know, the, the lighting in the scene. So that's that's actually very common for, like, older games. These days you have real-time uh day and night cycles and uh lighting gets a lot more complicated when you do it that way you know that's what final fantasy 15 has and that's where you would need real-time global illumination or you just don't do real-time global illumination and your lighting just doesn't look as good so that's that's just one thing okay moving on to your actual questions uh what do you think the likelihood of kingdom hearts 3 or any game is releasing on pc okay so as of right now we don't have any kingdom hearts games releasing on pc um i'm not sure if there's any like legal problems with that happening uh i don't think there should be uh you know you gotta consider like other dis or at least let's 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 tackle the disney part of it now while disney I, I don't know if disney has any regularly released games that come to pc uh we do or at least i mean obviously they did way in the past like disney was so popular on pc like in the 90s and the mid 2000s but lately their games department has been like like obliterated pretty much it's very sad uh but if you look at ea Going back to EA, Electronic Arts, they uh, they have the deal with Disney to make all the Star Wars games, and those release on PC. So uh, I don't think Disney is a stop is a stopper for that, uh, you know. And the other big collaboration, <laughs> yeah. Basically, anytime that we talk about anything related to Kingdom Hearts and legal stuff, we talk about two two uh, points of of potential conflict we talk about disney and we talk about hikaru utada you know the the girl who sings the music and uh is it possible that she could stop them from doing it maybe but i I, i'm sure they would you know if they were really interested in porting these games to pc i'm sure they would do it uh or they would do whatever is necessary to adjust the license so and you know what whatever makes you know utada happy you know they'll probably do it to make it work out uh i'm i'm pretty positive that throughout the years of utada and square working together they've probably renegotiated the contract a couple of times or at least once you know because there's no way they could have like imagined 
all the new technologies that are out these days that you know you can't create a contract back in 2002 that like would encompass all those things most most of these contracts are being rethought anyway these days so is it possible i think so uh let's talk from a technical perspective uh kingdom hearts 3 is like so easy like er, asterisk i mean no no game is like that easy to to get running or to port to pc and release it as a finished product but at least in kingdom hearts state uh or kingdom hearts 3's instance uh that's running on unreal engine 4 so to get it running on pc super easy like literally there's a there's an option you press it and it exports for pc it's that easy now the difficulty in releasing a retail pc game is not getting it running on pc it's getting it running well on everyone's pcs or at least getting it running well on most people's pcs that's where the challenge comes in uh I'm sure, you know, if that's something they're interested in in the future, maybe they'll look into it. But Kingdom Hearts 3 is definitely the easy, uh, the easier one of the entire uh, collection uh, other than like 0.2 and well, any anything that's just a movie like back cover. Of course, that's easy. Uh, so, yeah, anything that is running in Unreal Engine 4, bam, easy. Well, relatively easier to do. Uh, anything like, for example, the 1.5, 2.5, uh, collections, uh, those are going to be a little bit more challenging. That said, I feel like they've done most of the hard stuff already. Now I'm not, I'm not an expert on, uh, console PC porting or console to PC ports, but my understanding is the fact that they got it off PS2 or a lot of those games off PS2, PSP, whatever, and also rescued them from PS3 because they, they went to PS3 after and they're on PS4 now. My understanding is that PS4 architecture is quite quite similar to what you would encounter on PC. So the fact that those games are on PS4, uh, that probably indicates that it would be not too bad to port to PC. Uh, PS4 is in fact x86 architecture, which is what the PC uses. It's not like the PS3 was when, you know, they had the cell processor and it was this weird power PC Toshiba Sony collaboration processor that, you know, it's not comparable to anything, uh, you know, in the PC space. so it's not like that. It's an x86 processor. You know, it's very similar to like a like lower end laptop that that runs AMD parts. So it's not that different. So the fact that it got to PS4 probably would mean it's not too bad. But I would say uh, out of all of those things, Kingdom Hearts 3, anything running on Unreal Engine 4, that's going to be the easiest stuff to uh, port over. Um. Uh, and then the second half of the question, uh, uh, well, I guess, okay, so what's the likelihood? I think it's pretty likelihood, likely that it'll come to PC, uh, but uh, it may take a while. You know, a, a lot of Square games are out there, and so far we haven't seen it happen yet, but I think it'll happen. That's, you know, you got to be optimistic about these things. Uh, and uh, what about a mobile reimagining of Kingdom Hearts? So the other announcement that Final Fantasy 15 got was there is a uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition 
that uh, is going to be released that is a it's like a mobile game version of Final Fantasy 15 that covers the exact same story as the base game uh, but it does it with a cutesy art style that is mobile phone friendly you know it's it's not too intensive it's not open world you know it's it completely redesigned for mobile so what if kingdom hearts or any of the games got such a reimagining where it was just story and uh it wasn't like super visually impressive but maybe it had like a cute art style something like that um i think it'd be kind of interesting i you know had you asked me while i still lived in america i would say no way jose i don't want to see that why you ruined my why you ruining my baby but now that i live here in japan and i'm starting to see the reality of the gaming situation here i'm starting to get that these that mobile port of final fantasy 15 may not necessarily be for america or europe it'll release in those places but it may not necessarily be for them uh when i look in into the way japanese people play games here it's just like everything's mobile you talk to people about console games and the only people that respond are like adults that are in their 30s or 40s and they talk about how they play it on the ps2 and none of the kids like almost none of the kids that go to my school play console games uh some of them might have a 3ds but most of them play mobile games like pretty much exclusively mobile so it's sad but you kind of gotta go to where the people are and square is a japanese company so they do have kind of a you know maybe not an imperative to service this market but like they can so why don't why not so I can see the financial value for it, even though it's not for me. Now, I also see it as a good opportunity to like get new people into the series. And if it's something that easily and quickly covers a lot of ground in the Kingdom Hearts story, I think that would not only be a good thing for uh, casual fans, but also be just a good fan, uh, a good thing for everyone. Because what what is like desperately needed is some sort of like easy way to get people into the series and a good way to like review the series uh theater mode sort of covers that for a lot of these games but uh you have to first beat the game so for some people that's just not going to happen so uh interesting question uh i think it's possible i mean uh Final Fantasy 15 gets away with a lot more than Kingdom Hearts does, but it's definitely possible. And I think it's an interesting idea and an interesting opportunity, especially for, you know, markets like Japan. So the next question comes from Jojo and Jojo asks, do you think any of the more recent Disney films have a chance of making it into Kingdom Hearts 3? So far, Big Hero 6 is the most recent, but what about Moana or Star Wars Force Awakens? So that's that's actually a really good question. So you're right. The the in terms of the Disney films that are announced so far for Kingdom Hearts, we've got uh, Olympus Coliseum's so that's Hercules, we've got Tangled, we've got Big Hero 6 and we have Toy Story and the most recent of those films is Toy uh is Big Hero 6. So Big Hero 6 released in 2014, which is which would have been 
pretty early on in the uh, development process for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, you know, that's like around the time they switched to Unreal Engine 4. So yeah, that's that's pretty recent. So what chance does like, you know, a movie like Zootopia or Moana or Star Wars Force Awakens, what chance do they have? You know, it's a bit unclear, you know, when they decided all the worlds or if they're all decided at the moment. I have a feeling they might be all decided and I kind of have a feeling they might have said something to that effect at some point. I think maybe even as early as 2015, around the time of the uh, Big Hero 6 announcement, I think they might have said that... Well, I know for sure they said that they had a plan for, like, a roadmap for when they would be announcing Disney World. So it's possible that uh, they had already planned planned what they would have in 2015 so it's possible that if that's the case then movies beyond 2015 might have been like impossible i'm not sure exactly when zootopia came that might have been either 2015 or 2016 but um yeah i think uh both like zootopia moana star wars first awakens eh, i could take it or leave it but moana and zootopia i can definitely see those being like really good candidates for uh like kingdom hearts worlds that being said, like because of the time that they've released, it may not be possible, but that's not to say that they didn't start working on them even before the movies came out, because they are, in fact, working with Disney, so they could do such a thing. Um, I think it's also possible that... So if you look at the way they're handling Kingdom Hearts... or. Kingdom Hearts Disney Worlds this time around, a lot of them have original stories. So it could quite be possible that these uh, worlds could have been tackled and and could have been decided even before the movies came out. And the way they would get around it is maybe Disney would give them the basic information they would need to write a story in that universe, but is not necessarily the same plot as the movie you know it's like either a continuation or something you know kind of like how big hero 6 almost serves as a sequel to big hero 6 uh or the big hero 6 world almost serves as a sequel to the original big hero 6 and uh toys the toy story world uh happens in between toy story uh two and three so it's like these are things that weren't happening in the movies so I could see them using that kind of a strategy to get Moana and, uh, you know, uh, Zootopia, you know, into the Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, world list. And uh, maybe they had been working on them for a while, even before the movies came out. So is it possible? Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it is a really interesting question. Um, I could also see... Uh, maybe a, just cameo appearances by some of these characters from these movies because that's a much much smaller commitment than making an entire world based on these things. It's also clear, uh, you know, coming off of the D23 announcements uh, on Toy Story, uh, there's going to be a lot less worlds, in, or maybe not a lot less, but there's going to be less worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3 than were in Kingdom Hearts 2, which that had 15 worlds. And instead, they're going to focus on making these worlds very detailed. So 
that would make that would sort of lean me over towards maybe they're probably going to only focus on movies that had already come out by 2014-2015 rather than movies that would be coming out later because at least with those movies they would have a lot more information a lot more detail uh, because it's already released Disney doesn't have to be like secretive about any of that stuff so yeah good question Uh, I'll say probably not I don't think they will but maybe cameos maybe that'll happen it's sad but hey you know there's always Kingdom Hearts 4 and beyond uh next question comes from brent brent asks do you think Haley joel osmond will always voice sora there has been a lot of criticism of his performance of sora in 0.2 do you think there may come a point where he just can't do the voice anymore well it's a sad thought to think but maybe (laughs) um so i mean technically sora's had at least one other voice actor and that was for child sora in birth by sleep yeah, I don't think uh, Haley Joel Osment would be up to doing like what a five or six year old version of himself. So, yeah, that was fine. So, could it happen? Yeah, it could definitely happen. Um, uh, that sort of thing seems to maybe ha- either be happening or has happened with Kyrie, uh, and you know, with Hayden Panettiere. Uh, it seemed like sh- at least from at least in my opinion, in Kingdom Hearts 2, it kind of felt like she was struggling to do the voice. Like, Kyrie in Kingdom Hearts 2 does not sound anything like Kyrie in Kingdom Hearts 1, but, like, you know, it's Hayden Panettiere. Who who can you say? What can you say to her? She is the voice. Like, you know, you can't say you don't sound enough like you. (laughs) But uh, she doesn't really sound like her like she did back then and you know for good reason she was a little kid when she recorded for Kyrie uh back in the day and then you know for Kingdom Hearts 2 she was you know already I think an adult by then so uh yeah that's that's a tough situation um now Haley Joel Osment is still doing the voice and you know he's uh, as an actor like he, I, I kind of feel like he's been a lot busier these days than he has been in the past, but I don't know if he's so busy that he wouldn't do the voice after a while. Um, but, you know, any, anything's possible with Kingdom Hearts. It, it could be as simple as they just don't have the budget for Haley Joel Osment anymore uh, at some point in the future. It could be that they just decide, you know, you know maybe Haley Joel Osment decides, hey, I want more money for this. And he, he wants to renegotiate his contract and then maybe they just cut him off and they get a sound alike or just get somebody better or or not better somebody cheaper because <laughs> uh yeah bet, better is going to be hard to top because it, it's hard to beat you know Haley joel osment well but yeah i would definitely agree his performance in 0.2 not the greatest uh sounded a little bit too uh cartoony so here's hoping that that was just a result of th- this was just a rush recording and he was just trying to get that done out of the door. And for Kingdom Hearts 3, it's a lot more consistent and realistic. Uh, Sora does definitely, at least in his in his uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 outfit and his Kingdom Hearts 3 look, he does appear to be a little bit more mature. So perhaps they'll allow Haley to do that as well with his voice is to mature it just a little bit. Like... We, we don't want like man Sora, but like, you know, just, just a little bit like 
age them up a couple of a couple of octaves and uh, or not octaves but like a couple of tones and uh yeah that could be kind of cool for Sora's character like especially if in the game like he actually has a maturing part to his like character like maybe there's a character arc for Sora where he matures as a person so if that is also reflected in his voice that would be like amazing I'd love to see I'd love to hear and see that so yeah moving on uh the next question comes from Jet Michaels and they ask I've got a I've just got my first part-time job and I was thinking about upgrading my TV since Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out next year. What is your opinion on 4K and HDR? And do you think Kingdom Hearts 3 will support either of them? So first, congratulations for your job. Uh, Second, uh, yeah, um, so I would personally say as someone who owns a 4K and HDR TV, um, well, I don't own two TVs. I own one TV that has both of those features. Um, I will say for when it comes to 4k, definitely go for that. You definitely, if you're going to buy a new TV, definitely buy 4k, uh, especially if you're into games, if you're just into movies or TV, you can wait on 4k, but if you're into games, games are moving to 4k, like everything's moving to 4k when it comes to games so i would definitely say that's a good thing to have hdr is another thing so hdr is good and many games do support it now but and this is a big but unless you're willing to spend a lot of money on this tv i would not recommend getting hdr and that has been my situation is i didn't spend that much i just wanted a tv that had hdr in it and I feel like this particular TV's HDR doesn't really add anything to the image. Or I mean, it does, but it's not it's not that jaw-droppingly awesome. It's not as jaw-droppingly awesome as you hear about when people see HDR on a real nice TV. So uh, what what quantifies nice? So specifically for HDR the big so what does HDR stand for it is high dynamic range and that comes in the form of two things that is color gamut so that's how how uh how colorful the colors can get uh there are shades of colors that you never knew you never knew <laughs> if only you could paint with the colors of art of of the uh, I don't know whatever those RGB standards are <laughs> uh once you see it you'll know what it means. Uh, and so there's color gamut and then there's also the, uh, the actual brightness of the image. So on a real nice HDR TV, bright stuff can get real, real bright and dark stuff can get real dark or be pure black. And in that case, that is like a really nice TV. So currently the best technology for HDR is LE, uh, OLED, specifically OLED. OLED. Do not be fooled by TVs that say, oh, I'm an LED TV. So what those are, that's an LCD TV that has a big fat uh, 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 light behind it that, uh, that, that creates all the light for the image. The problem with that is uh, when you have just a pure white light behind your screen, you can't really ever get pure black out of that TV 
because there's always going to be a light behind it and it's it's it doesn't like contour to the image there's no way for it to do that it just either is on or off and if you ever have uh some, sometimes you'll have these TVs where if it receives a pure black screen the the backlight turns off so it's not so jarring when you have just a pure black screen and you realize oh wait that's not black at all that's just like a gray or like in some like really sad cases it looks purple or something uh so you'll you'll notice sometimes that if you have uh, a movie and it like fades to black and it's on a screen that's black for a little bit you'll notice the backlight turn off in a really not subtle way at all so yeah that's 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 something that's a problem for LED or LCD TVs, whatever you want to call them. So OLED is different. That's a different technology. That's really cool. So what that is, is every single pixel on that screen has an LED light. So if anything, even as small as one pixel is supposed to be black, that light turns off. That's awesome. You don't get more black than off. So if 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 you want like pure actual actually black colors on your TV, you want to get OLED because that's that is amazing. It is also very expensive. So I personally think that right now may not be the greatest time to go HDR. There's not enough content and the TVs are super expensive. Not like crazy like like ten, i'm not talking ten thousand dollars expensive i'm talking maybe you know three thousand to five thousand dollars expensive which is expensive but it's not like it's not like uh you know it's not out of the realm of possibilities for some consumers it is it, they are consumer grade tvs they're not like these things that only a business would buy so they're out there they exist they look great now to get to your question, what's the likelihood of Kingdom Hearts 3 supporting either of these? Well, it's possible, but going based off what they did with 0.2, it may not happen. 0.2 did not have HDR, and it did not do 4K. It actually didn't touch the resolution whatsoever. What it did do was uncap the frame rate and just basically allow the PS4 to go and run wild. Now, is that necessarily saying that Kingdom Hearts 3, the final release of Kingdom Hearts 3, it won't do something with PlayStation 4 Pro? Uh, no, that's that's not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what happened with 0.2, and if they elect to do the same thing, then, you know, unfortunately, you wouldn't see any, like, too many special benefits. That being said, 4K TVs are nice. Kingdom Hearts 3 is not the only game in the world. HDR is nice if you can afford it. Uh, I will say, though, uh, if you have an HD, an OLED TV, if you have an OLED TV, even if you're just watching standard content, it looks amazing because again, standard con, you don't need HDR to show a black screen on the image or on, on your TV. So you can get all those benefits of really deep black levels or not deep black levels, actually black <laughs> So if if something on this if you got a shadow on this if you're fighting a shadow heartless and they're supposed to be colored black, you know if if that's what the scene calls for if that's what the lighting calls for it'll be black those those LED lights just turn off so that's like amazing so uh, OLED is not just good for HDR it's good for everything OLED is amazing 
So if you if you can get an OLED TV that's you know a nice one, and hopefully it doesn't have a lot of input lag input lag for you know game playing, like that is the way to go. I wish I could get OLED, but that thing is that stuff is just way too expensive. Not in my price range. Not living in an apartment. No, not gonna happen. But if I could, that's what I would get. Uh, you know, assuming I had the money and the space for it. All right, so uh, the next question comes from F. F. Thomas. And F. Thomas asks, uh, I want to try to get my friend into Kingdom Hearts, but but I also fear scaring them off. Any advice on how I can avoid that? So we kind of touched on this a little bit before. So with Kingdom Hearts, you know, there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of baggage in the series. There's a lot to get caught up on. Um, We did kind of a... like uh not not a tutorial but like a guide on how to get people like into kingdom hearts uh, i want to say it was like either episode a uh, not a hundred maybe like a hundred or one or i don't know plus plus or minus f- five episodes from episode 100 we did like a guide on on getting people into kingdom hearts and, and like what what should you play what you what should you not play uh as from what i remember from that guide the cliff notes version of that is uh you know, play what you can. Uh, numbered titles are the most important to play. Make sure absolutely every game is covered in some way. So if you tell your friend to uh, get into the series, and let's say hypothetically they're into it, um, you know, if they can play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, great. And then, you know, if they if they can't play all the games, that's fine too. But for the games that they don't play, make sure they're substituting that with something. Either watching the cutscenes on YouTube or reading a synopsis or something. Just whatever you do, make sure that they do not skip games. It's okay if you substitute them because at least you get the story and you don't miss out on anything. Because one thing that's very important to explain in this thing is that all the games have a story to tell and they all matter. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to play all of them. So uh, I think one way to uh, alleviate some of the fears this person might have is by letting them know you don't have to actually play all of them if you don't want to. You just need to at least see and understand the story from each one. And at least my personal recommendation, I would at least recommend playing the numbered titles. And if you want to add to that, the numbered titles and Birth by Sleep. If you can play those, great. If not, you know, whatever you can, get the story. So that's that to me is the biggest thing. If someone reads plot synopsis of all the Kingdom Hearts games on Wikipedia and then they play Kingdom Hearts 3, it'll make me a little sad, but at least they're playing it, right? You know, we've got another fan in the community. I can't complain about that. So another thing, if... Uh, and this is just a good recommendation for a lot of things. If you want to get your friend into something and, you know, maybe they're a little apprehensive. If you have any, literally any other friend that's also into that thing, maybe they can like also give their opinion on it. Uh, it's kind of sad, but peer pressure is a strong thing. So perhaps if they see that, you know, two of their friends like this thing, maybe it's something worthwhile. So. Uh, those are just my ideas 
So our last question for the day comes from Davis Xavier 343 and they ask, what do you think about a Kingdom Hearts game that's similar to Smash Bros? So uh, Final Fantasy, <laughs> they've got Dissidia and I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I definitely am not too big on the new one, but the old one, I, I played the first one. It seemed kind of nice. Um, but if you want it specifically like Smash Brothers, I would kind of fear that it wouldn't feel Kingdom Hearts enough because Kingdom Hearts is played in a 3D plane. I kind of feel like maybe maybe the Dissidia formula fits a little better for Kingdom Hearts, something in full 3D. Uh, but in terms of like the general concept of Smash Brothers, you know, a fighting game where you have a bunch of characters from all these different places and, and you can choose whoever you want and you can pit them against each other. In that sense, yeah, I could see that working. Uh, I, I think, you know, you would definitely want it to be a little bit simpler. You know, it's got to be simpler than the Kingdom Hearts battle system. It's got to be simple, but uh, mechanically uh, interesting. You know, you got to focus on real-time combat uh, and less on strategy in this kind of a game this you know it's more about twitch reactions at, at, at this case whereas with kingdom hearts you, you know the the actual games like you're you're dealing with ai opponents that are designed to let you kill them <laughs> it's kind of sad but that is true um so you know they're, they're designed to allow you to strategize whereas in this kind of game you know you might fight against a computer you know, in a single player mode, but where these are really valuable, you know, just like with Smash Bros, the real value comes in multiplayer. So uh, when you're finding a human opponent, you need it to make sh you need to make sure that the, the these are things that are fast. Uh, I think 60 frames per second is a must, but could it work? Yes, I don't think Disney would allow it. <laughs> That's my personal feeling. Um, Disney was apprehensive of allowing Mickey and Kingdom Hearts at all. If you add, if you then say, uh, "We're just gonna make a fighting game," is that cool? I don't, I don't think I don't think they'll be into it. But I kind of like the idea of it. I, I'm not huge on Smash Bros, but I'd at least be interested to see what they would do for Kingdom Hearts in this case. So, yeah, I mean, who's to say uh, where they take the series after Kingdom Hearts three? Um, you know, I think like we could definitely do with you know, some side games that are, that break the mold of like a typical Kingdom Hearts game. And this would definitely be a candidate for a game like that. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up our questions for today. I hope you enjoyed the show so far. Uh, our music for this episode is, a, a cover of Tension Rising by Brian N on YouTube. It's a really cool cover, really cool rocking cover. So please enjoy that. Uh, our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 12th of December. And as always, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter at KHUltimania. And remember, as always, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And please, if you have any questions, please send them in, in to our email, khuquestions at gmail 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. So thank you all for joining me for this episode. I know it was a lot of questions and no news. Hopefully uh, we can get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, I think, yeah, next next episode should be pretty fun. We'll probably talk about what, what could probably come from TGS. I'm excited for TGS. You know, you got to keep the hope that Kingdom Hearts is going to be there. You know, they just they just announced the release date. You got to So that's that is the that is the um, so they announce Toy Story. That's the bump. They announced the release date. That's the set. Let's make TGS the spike. We got a bump set spike. We got a one, two, three punch. Come on, Square. Don't let us down. Let's bring something big for TGS. Bring the hype. So uh, I'm really excited. So anyway, thank you guys for joining me on this episode. I am Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.